Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the League Community Podcast. I, of course, am a Dylan Most Dirty. With me today is Patrick Scarzard Scarborough. Hello. Scarzard, say hi to the people. I Well, I did. I was doing that. Uh, all right. And uh, what we're going to be doing today is actually talking to Gypsy Lord. Uh, we're going to get to know him a little bit, uh, talk about his board game obsession, and uh, a little bit about Jin, the new champion. <laughs> hey, guys. What's up, August? How are you doing? Oh, you know, just uh, making gin, fixing bugs, uh, getting to the end of the release cycle, so kind of Are we, tired. like, in the middle? Did we, like, is a <laughs> bug going to go out because you're here? No, 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 no. I'll just stay up late tonight. Don't worry about it. What's, okay. what, are the, what are the bugs? What's the latest hotness? <laughs> what's oh, the, well, right what, now. Give, give us the list of all the tickets. Oh, all the what fun all bugs. The bugs. Well, he's got one where he can auto-attack while he's reloading. That's a really good one since he's that not supposed to do that. That sounds like it works really well with his design. I thought that's yeah. how you express skill. I know. Jin. If you spam the attack click enough while reloading, you'll get free attacks, and that's yeah. like that's testing your APM, kind of like how Riven tests your APM, like making you cancel every move she does. Yeah. Is it the same guy internally who finds like all of these edge case, like press a button 100 times bugs or anything like that, or uh, no, where do those have, come from? We have vendors, so okay. we have uh, other companies we work with that yeah. test the stuff for us and gotcha. get it back to us. And by vendors, he means there's one guy who just clicks every button <laughs> hundreds of times. He's like, yeah, this one's it's broken. His, it's his specialty. This it's one doesn't work. different places doing that exact thing. So, August, before we get uh, going, going into your story, which I do want to get into, I think mm-hmm. you have an interesting one, you know, let's talk a little bit about Jin, you know, the champion. Like, tell, tell, tell us a little bit about who is this guy that I'm going to see showing up on my bot lanes, mid lanes, jungle, whatever. Who, oh, who is this character? I, I like to. Uh, I like that you mentioned that he'll show up in all those lanes because that's that's how good he is. So yeah. He'll just go everywhere. Oh yeah, he'll well, go everywhere. You, bot you mid, top him. support, yeah. jungle. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing about my designs. They come out and we tell you they're going one place, but then they go the exact opposite <laughs> place of yeah. where we wanted them to go. Right. Oh, well, so man. well, well, yeah. Who who is Jin? Jin is the man a, behind the mask. The man behind the mask is a psychopath. He's oh, crazy. Okay. I don't want. I don't want to go behind the mask. <laughs> but yeah, Jin is a, a psychopathic serial killer who's basically his core belief is that the best thing he can give anyone is a beautiful death. And oh, so, thanks, Jin. Yeah, what a great guy, right? So yeah. like, he's he's all about like you know making your life better by killing you and taking it away. The holidays um, are a fantastic time for you. <laughs> you're you're going to love what I got you. Just don't make any plans after Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Gives you a nice little flower and it explodes after two seconds. Boom. Wow. Okay. So, so, uh, but, but like, so, so why in your mind, when, when you guys were concepting, uh, Jin, why is he into this? Like, what what is it about the act of killing or, or, or this that kind of really gets him going? So what Jin is really bad at his core is he's a performance artist. What really gets him going is that he wants to make a kill not just, like, beautiful, but, but perfect and paced out correctly. He wants the whole act of killing someone to be this, this beautiful performance that has a, a start and a uh, crescendo and then a finale and... And at the end, you're dead. Right. Uh, so, and that came about through his passive, honestly, which was, we kind of started out saying he used to be a sniper. Like, he used to be this, like, cowboy with this giant long rifle. And we were like, well, we can't just make a straight sniper because we don't want to give another person Caitlyn's ranged auto attacks. Yeah. So how do we make a character who feels like a sniper without having these long-range auto attacks? And one of the things we thought about was, well, snipers take, like, a long time between shots. Whenever you take a shot in Call of Duty or or say T- Team Fortress 2 or something with a sniper rifle, like especially the bolt action ones, it's like you got to reload that thing between each shot and it's a long and every single time you pull the trigger really matters. 
So that's where his passive came from, the four shots attacking really slow. And to make the four shots feel really good and have this ammo system, we made the fourth shot really special. It does a lot of extra damage. It crits. It has an execute on it. And we asked ourselves, what kind of sniper saves the best shot for last? That doesn't make any sense. Most snipers would just yeah, shoot they, they you just, with the It's good one, one and done. Yeah, yeah you're done. One shot, one kill, right? Yeah. 360 no scope, all that stuff. God. <laughs> All right, so it's it's uh it's pretty interesting here because I feel like new champions are always pretty hype. ADCs mm-hmm. though seem to be in a class of their own, and then particularly in this case, it seems to have gone you know almost to the next level. And I think part of that is uh, at least from the passive, uh, you know, from what you're describing. Uh, I'm really curious, what have you thought of the player reaction so far? So uh, at first, I was a little scared because uh, <laughs> our our, our, our promos for the guy made him out to be this, like, very, very artistic fellow. And it's not that that's not true, but that's just part of who he is, right? It's not the whole Jin. Jin's a crazy psychopath who has a gun, and he's very accurate with that gun. And he's more about performance art than really, like, one perfect piece of, like, beautiful things. And so, um, naturally, yep. when players um, saw the promos and then saw the kit, they were like, oh, wait hey, a second. Where's the art in the kit, right? Yeah. You just you throw a grenade around, you do the stuff. This is this person's Q, that person's W, that type of yes. stuff. I, I'm very well known for stealing other abilities and putting them on my champions. So yeah. Even from your own champions. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Put, putting them all in there. They're, so, you're saying the kit needs to come together, and that was what you were worried people wouldn't see? So, yeah, I was worried that, like, so I was worried that, uh, what if they're right, right? What if? <laughs> Oops. What if I did screw it up and it, it, the character it doesn't feel like this like paced out serial killer who like ki- makes perfect kills, right? What if? What if I we haven't delivered on that expectation? Because I think it's really important for a champion to fulfill their thematic fantasy. I think that's a big deal. Yeah. And so I was, you know, a little worried, but at the same time, I'm, I was pretty confident that oh, just wait until people play the guy, yeah. and then and, then and, they'll see. Then they'll see all the all the beautiful things. And and then people did. I, I remember there was a I mean, just just using the subreddit as an example, there was, you know, the the first day, as you're saying, it was a whole swath of posts being like, yo, I, you know, I'm not seeing what I thought I was seeing. You know, I, I, I expected this like beautiful artist and, and I'm not getting that. And then the PBE goes out and people start playing him. And this one rose to the top that was like, guys, I understand now. You know, it's like really it's about orchestrating everything from beginning to end. And the way that you have to use your abilities, the way that you have to play in game gives you this exacting, precise feeling that when you do finish them off with the curtain call, right, the crazy zoom out, you know, four, four shot ultimate, that it really feels like you had marked and like pegged that person for death and then you followed through with it exactly you planned out exactly what you're going to do to them and then just destroyed them methodically yeah and it's, it's like a villain I, I like to think of it as like a villain's version of monologuing but in <laughs> gameplay right it's like it, it's like i'm going to use all these abilities in sequence and then it will be finished and, and he actually does which is super cool yeah and uh, and that's the thing is it's just like i think a really important part is like you can look at any character's kit and you can pick out individual abilities that might not be perfectly thematic or perfectly what you'd expect from a character but really the important part about characters to me is like when they come together that's where that's where you're going to get the feel of them i think another character who's like this honestly is jinx if you look at jinx's kit like just really honestly look at it Asides from the passive, it's like, what's W? A sniper move. What's the ultimate? A sniper move. What's the traps? Well, she stops people from getting to her. And then her Q is a long-range, slow auto attack. Yeah. Or really fast, short range. And it's like, what is Jinx's kit without her passive? Jinx's kit is a sniper kit. It's like a calculated person who sits at the back of the fight and just 
pokes at you. And then the second you add that passive in and you're like, oh, wow, wait, this passive makes me feel like completely different, like a completely different character. Yeah. Now I'm doing all those things running through your team, right, rather than than just kiting backwards and staying safe. Exactly. And so if you were to read Jinx's kit, it would be like, well, I mean, her passive makes her run fast, but like, is this really a crazy manic psycho girl with lots of guns and then you play it and you're like oh oh wow that passive really just does tie everything together really sure. holds the room together <laughs> yeah okay so on that note i'm really glad you brought up jinx because uh we're gonna get back to Jin and and how uh his development led to where he is today but i actually want to i want to get to know you a little bit august and between oh, okay. uh jinx and Jin, uh who are some pretty messed up characters I'm I'm thinking that you might actually have some some dark stuff to talk about in your past, not oh, yeah. least very, of which is uh, your past. origins in the dark north. Yes, the dark north of Alaska. You are a lord of gypsies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that that was my dog's name. Yeah. No. Um, we'll, we'll hit a, hit, hit everyone out there with the quick because I think it's cute. I think it's people hear gypsy lord and they're like, "That's a name, really?" But this, I tell, what's this? What's the origin? Uh, the origin of my screen name is when I was very young. I had a wonderful dog called Gypsy. And she protected me from bears, like actually protected me from bears. Like, yeah, be August is from Alaska, woods. y'all. So we're, we're gonna get back yeah. to that. Tell yeah. us about Gypsy. Yeah, blessed Gypsy. We'd be in the woods, and there'd be a bear, and she'd chase it off. In fact, once she got swatted in the face by a bear, and the freshman oh, of her no. life, her tongue was like had I like cut in it. It was it was crazy. Freaking Alaska, man. Hardcore yeah. dog. Anyways, Gypsy was my dog, and I loved her. And so when it came time to get a screen name, I was like, Gypsy, great screen name. Uh, but Gypsy is only five letters, and most screen names to be need to be six or higher. And so when I was in my um, freshman bio class, the the teacher, in order to display grades, required everybody give him a screen name, and he'd print them out and put them up next to them. You'd like have your code name next to them, but it needed to be like bigger than six letters. So at the time, I was doing a lot of fantasy novels with a lot of lords and ladies in them. And I was like, oh, Gypsy <laughs> Lord. Okay, great. We 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 did it. And I can only hope that. Uh that when I raise children, that they read books with lords and ladies in them. Just add the lord, <laughs> lord to the end of everything now. Yeah, I know. Scar lord. Yeah. Also, I just have Indiana Jones on the mind now. Yeah. We named the dog Gypsy. Yeah. So <laughs> Gypsy, Gypsy Lord. It, it's. I. I think that's so cute. That image of like I'm. I'm the cool wizard master of my cute dog Gypsy. <laughs> with her tongue hanging out. So so back to the bears and all that though. You uh you grew up in Alaska. Yeah. And what I mean it's uh you moved around a lot. Um, yeah, my dad was a construction engineer, so he had to like make airports and roads and all over the place. So moved 16 times in 16 years. Uh, and yeah, that's a lot, just, actually. That's, that, was, that's that was a lot. More times than most people have moved ever. I was really mm-hmm. hoping for bear fighter, but uh, but that's cool, too. Yeah. Well, so uh, the other thing that I think is the most important uh, is, you know, you're a game designer now, right? And a lot of people know you. This is your fifth champion that you're making, Jin is number five, uh, but you actually, unlike most people out there, did not grow up playing video games. Yeah, in, in the actually. same way that other people did. So yeah, it's interesting because I wanted to grow up playing video games. That was a desire I had, but <laughs> my but my parents let me did play not. the Nintendo, Papa. <laughs> exactly, um, and then Papa would say, uh, "No, we're not getting one of those in the house. Go outside." Was it demons? Um, was it you would use all your time doing it? It was. It was the that one. It was just like games are like so violent and like 
you, you just shouldn't play them. They're not good for you. Games are bad for you. Go August, outside. you're going to become a murderer if you play these games. Yeah, okay. you really exactly needed like to show that. them like Oregon Trail first or something or, yeah. uh, or Carmen Sandiego. So, so they liked the more educational games. Sure. They, they just let saw me play you playing like, Doom and it was over. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. They, they wouldn't let me near Doom. I couldn't play. I couldn't play the original StarCraft. <laughs> Your parents sound surprisingly well educated. I feel like it was pretty easy to get around mine on a lot of this early stuff. Did they somehow like, you know, have Nintendo power to keep up on this or what? Well, yeah, that's that's a twist. If if someone had like a subscription to gaming magazines <laughs> to make sure not, they could keep up to date to protect you from video games. Oh, it's not like they like looked out for certain games and it's just like, oh, that's one of those ones I read about. It's they'd just be like, Is there a game in the house? Well well, we better take a look at that one. Oh, nope, 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 gotcha. not that nope, game. Nope, nope. Uh so yeah, I wanted to play a lot of games. I've always well since I was very young, my first sentence was I want to push the button on the computer. Like that's how obsessed with games I was. That's a very involved sentence, actually. Yeah, yeah that's impressive. Yeah. A lot of parts of speech in that one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I gotta say. <laughs> so how uh so how'd you get your kicks? Uh so I actually probably lost a lot of friends this way, but if I ever had a friend when I was very, very young who had a computer, I'd basically just spend all their time at their house playing games and not actually talking to them. So I think I lost a couple friends that way, but I think we were uh, friends growing up. I think I think you're exactly the person that I was like, get the, get out of my house. Yeah, Stop. I mean, yeah. You, you're a little kid. It can get weirdly tense sometimes when you go over to the your friend's house. He's got that sweet new console, and you're like, God, please let me play. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, my turn. Yeah. So I do that, uh, and then just you know. I would try to convince my parents to, like, let me play games. Eventually, I got lucky, and my cousin, like, sent me a Game Boy, and my parents didn't have the heart to take it away. Ha. So, but, so that was, like, when the games started getting into the house, and then they, you know, of course, set a strict rule, one hour a day. Game Boy, the gateway drug. Yeah, yeah plus games. you can just take it outside, although you're then dealing with bears. Oh, yeah, well, they wouldn't let me take it outside. They, I mean, I could try I, to hide it. But. I, well, well, my first thought, because I played a lot of Game Boy outside... Uh, I thought, you know, well, sometimes you have the problem where, like, the sun gets in the way, and then I realize you live in Alaska, and the sun <laughs> doesn't exist. Yeah, you have to more worry about, you know, it getting rained on a lot, just every day rain. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't work out. So you got the Game Boy. Yeah, what was, Game uh, Boy. What, what was What was your first, uh, my first, your first free experience? My first experience? two games was Super Mario Land and then um, Donkey Kong Country 2, I think, or Donkey so Kong good. Land 2. Yeah. It's the one with Diddy in it. Yeah. yeah. Diddy and Dixie. It's a piece of trivia... Uh, yeah. It's called uh, Diddy's Conquest, and most people think it's called uh, Diddy Kong's Quest, but it's actually a play on the word conquest. Oh, wow, that's terrible, just like your jokes. Wow, oh. what are you talking about? Look, I'm just saying, I'm just, that's what it is. It's <laughs> no Donkey Kong Country 2, no words. Diddy's Conquest. Thank you. Wow. The so, more yeah. you know. I had those, that's and what then... That's I'm here for, <laughs> to, to the... give you obscure facts about <laughs> Donkey Kong. Back wow. to August. Probably the first like major one I played actually was Pokemon. Pokemon Blue. Yeah. Holy crap. That Man. game was amazing. Were you just straight like wow. level 99s at some point? No, no. I actually was really bad at games back then. I couldn't beat the game. Okay. Um, I actually couldn't beat the Elite what Four. What was your hang up? Um, <laughs> I just did you just personally not just, want to? Could you like, not? I, no, no, no. There's only under, some spot. I didn't understand that. Like, oh, if you train your Pokemon enough, they'll keep getting levels, and then eventually you'll win. And so, like, basically, I just played it in a straight line. And then, if I ran into a um, an obstacle, I would just keep trying to beat it. And then, I kept doing that until I got to the Elite Four. And I just like it was just like, oh, and I always reset. If I ever died, I reset. Like, it wasn't it wasn't like, okay to die. Delete the save. No, no, like reset, like, oh, restart my computer, not my computer, my Game Boy. Like, so I never had that thing where it's just like, oh, I lost half my money, but at least I got some experience. So when I got to the Elite Four, I just fight them, lose, 
not get any experience, try again, try again, and then eventually this is a, just give up. This is a great way to breed frustration, I think, in a, in yeah. a young boy. You all can't but, see it out there, but my mouth is hanging open. I'm, yeah. I'm speechless. No, I was, I was not that great at games back then. But then um, but then my friend told me about this great glitch where you could go find a level 250 gold bat by surfing on the yeah, edge of there's, Cinnabar there's Island. There's all sorts of glitches. August, I take a little bit of issue with your statement because I've played League with you, and I don't think you're much good at video games now. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know that that one's actually improved. Look, no, look, I, man, I get it. Jana boosted all the way to Diamond <laughs> Three. Filthy Jana picker. All right, so so uh, you you were definitely you're fiending for the games, right? And so yes. what I want to know is how do you make that jump from being, uh, you know, a a an aspiring uh, gamer, an aspiring gamer to being a game designer? How oh. how how did you get into it? Well, um, basically, uh, I actually started playing a lot of uh, board games, which my parents felt were wholesome and okay. Although, when I eventually started buying so many of them, they also started getting concerns with those, too. But that's where I started, like, actually getting into, like, I guess, like, quote, serious gaming, where, like, you, I learned how to, like, optimize and, like, learn the rules and learn how to play around things. Stuff I, like that. I, uh, I've actually thought about this a ton because I, I play... Axis and Allies uh, a lot with my uh, that was friend. one of my first like real games. What Perfect. is I'm I'm in I'm the noob here for so, the for the first time. Axis what is Allies Axis is, and Allies? Is risk just times ten in terms of complexity, satisfaction? It's just like a big world conquering. You 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 play world conquering game, but like it's like you have like I can like choose units to buy, and you can research technologies, and there's like diplomacy and stuff going on. Different kinds of units do different good. things. So it's like civilization games, but on a board game. Not that. Crazy. All right, that Patrick, I just don't know Patrick, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I wouldn't. I the the most uh, board games I've ever come into contact with was actually at your apartment, August. Someone was uh, like sick in the living room, and they were like, mm. "Oh, just go grab like a towel. It's it's in the closet." And I went and I opened the closet, <laughs> and uh, ten board games fell upon me, and I I counted up until about thirty before I couldn't see anymore. Oh yeah, that's a shadow of my former collection. I used to have about hundred fifty in my basement Good back God. in Alaska. I sold most of them in college though to pay my for tuition. My parents got slightly concerned. Yeah, slightly <laughs> yeah. concerned. Uh, anyways, so yeah, after uh, eventually I like really turned on to games when I got to college because in college I didn't have any parents anymore to tell me I couldn't play them. So when everybody else is like, party every college, day, party hard, <laughs> go out and drink and stuff like that. I was like, woo, college. I guess I'll play Team Fortress 2 for 24 hours straight. Yeah, and waking up straight to the computer. Yeah, straight to the computer. Um, so I had I'm a sure things are much different for you now. Yes, much, much different. I get up <laughs> and um, I, oh, God. What have yeah. I done? Oh, no. I haven't changed in seven years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. okay, so you get to college. You discover what it is like to game for 24 hours straight for the first time. Terrible idea. Never do that, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it feels terrible. I, I did a little bit of that, too. Unless you're playing gin. Yeah. In which case, continue to yeah, play continue. gin forever he, and ever. He's that fun. Perfection. He's yeah. that fun. But, yeah, so I kind of like just, that's when I started playing Team Fortress 2, and that was when I start, first started being like, wow, you could actually, like, optimize these games and get really 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 good at a game and then destroy everybody you run into uh, and that was a lot of fun you found the true joy in gaming yes and so i played team fortress 2 for 1400 hours and like played <laughs> se <laughs> semi-competitively in it and that's where i got like really really into games and then eventually um in my junior year i found league of legends in fact, the way I found League of Legends is I was playing Defense of the Ancients, like the oh, old man. the old mod. The, origi right? the original Dota. And yeah. a lot of people in my frat were playing it, and they invited me to play with them, and I had a lot of frat Hold fun. on, I'm sorry. You were in a frat. I was in a frat. A co-ed frat, in fact. 
Which okay. Is, yeah, I mean, technically, maybe that's not a frat. I don't know what you'd frat. call that. But I know um, there were like like the law frat. I just wouldn't. Stuff, I just I, I wouldn't have pegged you as a as a Greek, uh, you know, person. Well, at Dartmouth, like it was basically Greek life or sit in your room. Like we're like it just. But you just told me that you sat in your room, and I sat in my room until junior year, and I was like, I need to make some friends. Plus, I started Ivy League. I love how it's your attempt to become more social that somehow (laughs) led you to League of Legends. Yes, yes. It's like, oh no, it's cool. I'm gonna leave my room. What are you guys playing? And then I never left. (laughs) Yeah, no, I definitely started getting out less again after I started playing League. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Until my parents made me get rid of my, my computer, so then I donated it, in quotes, to my frat, and then just put it at my frat. They, they made you get rid of it from 4,000 uh, miles away? Uh, yeah, because um, they were paying for tuition partially. They wrote him very and angry letters. to take away tuition. Dude, I, I know people who hid, like, <laughs> whole snake collections in their room and, sh- and crap like that. You couldn't, you couldn't just, like... I had the computer when they visited I didn't, once I didn't, a year? I didn't like lying to them. Well, it also basically. sounds like he couldn't hide it from his grades. If I if uh, I had to make a guess, <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, my They're were, like, my how did he go from the straight A student to what is going on here? Uh, Video I games. <laughs> I did okay, just not A's. But but yeah, um, <laughs> you're like just not great. So, so three point nine. Uh, yeah, three 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 point nine. A minus. Easy, okay. easy, uh, easy GPAs here. But, so 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 your people in your frat are like, hey, bro, let's play League of Legends. They were like, hey, bro, let's play Dota. Yeah, and then I was like, okay, Dota's fun, and I played Ricky Maru, the perma stealth guy. Oh my god, he's so cool! Uh, so this is how many years ago at this point? That's this was about six, five years seven? ago. Five so years ago. Got, okay. Yeah, uh, two thousand nine. Sure. Uh, no, that's totally it is wrong. Two thousand sixteen. Two thousand eleven. Five years ago is twenty eleven. Two thousand eleven. I'm all right. I'm stupid. I'm so, just helping you do some math. Um, yeah, thanks for the math. But um, so I played uh, I played Dota and it was really fun with all my friends. And then I wanted to like play on my own because I really liked the game. Sure. And so I go load up some Dota matches and just everybody is just horrendous to me. The game didn't have matchmaking, mm-hmm. so it was just like I was just this trash guy playing dwarven sniper, sure. and yeah. everybody else is just like, go uninstall your Warcraft three mod. Yeah, this and is was, all. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, go, wow. go into your go into your mod folder. Uh, you're gonna have to navigate down the route a little bit and and find this. And delete it. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna want to <laughs> you're gonna want to put that one right in the recycle bin. Exactly. So I, I I was like, okay, well, I like this game, but this community is not for me. So I typed into Google games that are like Dota, but not as mean. <laughs> games that are like Dota, but not as wording. mean. Yeah. Um, and I got hooked like immediately, and and yeah, there was no going back from there. All right, who were you playing first? Uh, my first champion was actually Akali because she was the first on the list. Her name starts with A. I knew I didn't yeah. like you. And uh, I, at least from Dota, I knew not to go under towers, so I just played sure. Akali, and back then her recommended items had stacking items in the list. So yeah. I just bought a Mage Eyes and a Sword of Occult those and were the killed days, man. everyone, and I thought I was so good at the game. Those, those weird old builds. There was Once upon a time, I played. I was a dirty cat player. Built like six Kage's picks to start the game it's off. Godlike. Just exist I on that gold for a while. For those of you out there uh, uh, who don't <laughs> know, uh, got him so Kage's cool. or or Kage's lucky pick. It's it's still contested what the actual thing uh, was. Was a gold generation item uh, back when non supports bought them. There's and it a could whole stack. You could get as many of them as you wanted, and they'd all just keep giving you gold. There's a whole terrible dark history of League of Legends that Heart some of, of our rip. listeners just got like, <laughs> like what? You could do that? I'm like, yeah, man, everyone bought it. It was crazy. They're going to go look up some Heart of Gold, Force of Nature, Threads, and the Philosopher's the Stone. The Many Tears. There's a lot of old items, but but I want to know, how do you join Riot at this point? 
Oh, so when do you become a rioter? Okay, so yeah, you're uh, hooked on you're hooked on League of Legends. I'm hooked on League Warwick. You, you think about start, games all the time. Warwick Chalice. I think about <laughs> games all the time, but I'm not actually at, at this point even all considering the video game industry. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to college and I got an economics degree, and I was going to go work on Wall Street in finance. And I had oh. an internship at a great hedge fund, Bridgewater, my uh, junior year. And what is a hedge fund? I'm not very smart. A uh, very short answer is that they have clients who give them money, and then they invest that money and make their m clients returns on that money, and then they take a percentage of the returns. Oh, I mean, oh. a, no, sorry, a percentage of the, the money invested. In All them. right. If that's the short answer, I don't want to even get close to the long one. But okay. Yeah. You, you were about to work uh, on Wall Street. Yeah. We and are not on Wall Street right now. No, no, not even close. And... Like, honestly, like, the what I ran into when I was working this hedge fund is it was fun work. Like, I enjoyed my job. It was interesting. It was, like, really cool stuff I was thinking about every day. But at the end of the day, I would always just be looking at the clock, waiting to get home to play League of Legends with my friends and get to gold because I needed to get to gold before the end of the season, which ended that summer. <laughs> How did that work out for you? Uh, I got to gold. Oh. With Annie. Mm, great champion. Did you get to gold this season? I feel good about that. I'm diamond three, man. Oh. I've gotten you, so much Patrick? better. You were talking some trash earlier. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, less okay. than diamond he doesn't three. Know. Patrick doesn't know what he is. <laughs> Look, okay. I've carried August enough times. I don't. <laughs> yes, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He knows I got boosted. But anyways, uh, one. Of, so I was like enjoying my job, but I wasn't like that into it. And one of my bosses could really tell. And near the end of the internship, he took me aside and he said, "Look, August, you're smart. Like, you could probably work at some hedge fund at some point or in Wall Street, and you'd probably like do okay. But like, you're really not into this." Like, you should find something that you're actually into, and I think you'll succeed there. And I was just like, oh, shit. Yeah, no, wow. wow. You're right. He probably meant, you know, some other part of the financial sector, not yeah. video gaming. Yeah, not video gaming. But, but yeah, you know. like, you know, and so uh, I didn't get the internship. I mean, I mean, I got the internship, but I didn't get the full job. And, sure. Like, it was one of the reasons. It was just like, hey, like, this isn't what you should do. And yeah. and that was like um, at the time I was like oh no but then like it actually kind of hit home and I was like oh shit maybe he's right and 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 so I was kind of like you know moping around senior year being like well, what am I gonna do with my life and this uh, post showed up on the league forums it was just like from our design lead Tom Cadwell and he was like hey players do any of you want to design video games um, you should apply and at first I looked at it and I was like well that's not me because I've never designed anything ever. And then one of my friends at the frat was like, dude, we stay up till two every night talking about League of Legends champions and how bad old Eve is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and old old Evelyn, I'll I'll context you, uh, could stealth for fifty seconds at a time. Yes. Uh, and at then, the max range. And then she'd stealth. stun you when she came out. So it would be like if you were fighting against current Rengar, except always stealthed. And a stun instead of a three-second snare. Yeah, and and now many of you are saying, well, it's okay. Well, Eve stealth lasts <laughs> indefinitely now, right? But no, no, no. This is this was like the old, truest form of stealth. You could stand right next to them and be invisible. You could and buy no five one, sunfire, sunfire capes. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and so, yeah, a popular build when sunfire <laughs> capes would stack is to buy all of them and just walk around in your stealthy stilettos as everyone around you burnt. <laughs> and, it, and I did it once. Everyone starts throwing skill shots in random directions because they know you're there, but they don't know where you are. 
Man, I must have I must have uh, blocked out that Eve because I was around back then, but I do not remember that. Right, so you see all that, and you're just like, all right, I can design League of Legends. <laughs> if, so, if someone can, hey, right. can let Sunfire Cape Eve be a thing, yeah, they, I can probably I mean, take I, a shot. Yeah, they obviously don't know what they're doing, so I'll just get in there and show them, show them what's what. No, That's actually, what you said oh, in your application. Oh, and show them you did. Yeah, but uh, I had actually a lot of respect for the Riot design team because they'd, they'd post on the forums about their sure. thoughts, and so I read a lot of threads by Tom Kedwell and uh, Zilius and Ryan Scott Morello and be like, oh, wow wow, these design insights they have are actually, like, I, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. And so anyways, uh, my friend convinced me, it was just like, dude, apply. What's the worst that happens? You don't get a job and you continue to be jobless. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. And so I applied. It took, like... Your friend's got some wisdom, man. Yeah. This guy sounds real guy. smart. I want to meet him. Yeah. He's He was smart. Um, thanks, Vaughn. You're the best. Um, <laughs> and You got it. So... I applied, and it took like three or four months to get through the interview process because we weren't very fast back then. But eventually, uh, I guess I convinced them that, hey, I'm a smart guy from college, and even though I haven't designed anything, I'll design something good for you. And yeah. Now, there was and, a, uh, yeah. I, I assume there were rank requirements back then as well, right? Were you, uh, were you meeting those? Oh, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, no, the post said you should be, I think it was like platinum or like 1800 LO or something, and I was like 1500. And I was just, and it was eighteen hundred because because we we started around the same time. Mm, okay, yeah, okay. Eighteen hundred is what you had to be. Yeah, okay. He was eighteen hundred, and but I, I just sent in my application. I was just like, look, look, Tom, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not eighteen hundred, but like, trust me, trust me. I could totally get it. I could totally get it. You should just give me an interview, please, please. I'm begging you. Yeah. Were you eighteen hundred um, by the time of the interview? Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> well, okay, I guess. Well, uh, then, then I, I did get to eighteen hundred. I did get to eighteen hundred by the end of that season, though. After yeah. I started at Riot, and like all the people I was playing with, who were way better than me, like showed me how to play the game. It was a it was a ranking suggestion, <laughs> yeah, rather so, than yeah. a rank. So, what got you in the door, though? There had to be something to uh, to make up for that. Um, so, I think what what made up for it is. Honestly, like, uh, first of all, I just, like, had studied a lot of design just from, like, reading posts about, like, design from, sure. like, Ryan Scott, Tom Cadwell. So, like, I was just, like, I kind of, like, from that, I kind of, like, got a basic design knowledge of, like, here's some good and bad things about, like, certain things you should be thinking about. And then I think, like, uh, being a designer really, like, requires, I think, just being honest about, like, things that are good and bad. And then also, like, basically you shouldn't be thinking about what's good, what's bad, but you should be thinking about, like, why is this good? Why is this bad? And like, how, what solutions would I have to solve it? And then the final step on that, on that that I think is really useful is you should be thinking about, it's not you. It's not about you. It's not about you, the designer, and what you want. It's about what the player wants. It's about who are you designing this thing for and ensure that you're delivering what they want. Like, that's what the most important thing is. And so yeah. I think a lot of like thinking like that, like really helped me in my interview process. Man, yeah. somebody slapped that on a motivational background poster or something like that. Well, I was gonna say, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm gonna make a recommendation because we, uh, August, you and I started within a month. Or, as designers, or, or, both or of so. us. Yeah, as designers. And and I, I had a similar thing where I had no design training, but all I, basically everything I learned was through a lot of these posts. There's one, uh, for many of you out there, if you Google it, if you just Google a uh, zillious list of anti-patterns. That was so freaking that, useful. That, that is was like, so revel, like, just... I know there I, may be some some young would-be designers out there. That's It's like the Ten Commandments, almost, of, of if you read that, 
uh, you will become a little bit smarter and probably super, learn a little bit super about game contentious, design. I remember at the time as well. Uh, oh yeah, like a lot of things Zilius said uh, and continues to say. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, definitely. I think it's I think it's pretty safe to say that's the core of what League is these days. I think yeah. one of the problems and one of the reasons it was so contentious is that I think it was like taken as law at the sure. time it was written. Right. It's, it's just like, like you can't have any of these things ever, ever. Or you're you're, you're a terrible designer and the game should change. And it's yeah. like. At the end of the day, I think one thing that's actually important about design as well is, like, you should never say no. You should never say, like, no, we can never have this. Sure. Everything yeah. is just it's, it's a problem when, to when be When can you have it and when can you not have it? Exactly. Right. So when like, is it right? If this is bad, what would you have to do to make it good instead of just saying, no, it's bad, we can't have it? Yeah. yeah. So so uh, we, we're getting a little bit of there. I want to zoom uh, back out to the present. I want to talk a little mm-hmm. bit more about Jin because, uh, you know, you have a big history uh, of designing a lot of characters with uh, three hit passives. Love them, and uh, and for this one, you you showed them all that you can you can <laughs> buck the trend, and you made yourself a four hit passive. So tell yeah. me about the beginnings of Jin's creation. How how did this guy come into being? You, you told me a little bit about his personality, but from what I remember, uh, his kit was uh, used to be very different. Yeah, so Jin used to be Kindred. What? That's that's a start. I'm sorry. Used to be a, what? Kindred. Jindred. <laughs> Jindred, yes. Stop uh, it. No, so Kindred originally was not Kindred. Kindred okay. originally was mysterious cowboy bounty hunter. <laughs> and uh Riot Rex was working on the character all, at the time. All coming from by the way, tie this together. The idea was let's put a marksman in the jungle. Right. 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 Let's design one of those. And what you're saying is before it was the the lamb and wolf show. Right, it was, it was like, yeah, it was Jordan. Jordan yeah, he sniper, he took his jungle. inspiration from this uh, Jin's original art, which was mysterious cowboy bounty hunter gotcha. sniper. Uh, mm-hmm. Sniper is on there as well. Yeah, and so and then we were like, well, let's put a marksman in the jungle. What's interesting in the jungle? A bounty system, right? Because that's what junglers are doing. They're running around sure. cr- collecting bounties and lane taxing. Yeah, mostly lane taxing when they're my jungle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. They they uh, objective control, uh, cannon minion control. <laughs> Uh, all of your minion control. You know, I'm, you're like, I'm what ganking. Do you I, I already killed him. I, don't, trust me, I'm ganking. That's my wave. Dude, I'm gonna put dude. him on blast for a little bit. I play a lot with uh, with Joshua Jat Leesman these days, and when he ganks your lane, air quotes, he was just like, oh, "Are we gonna get this guy? No, all right." And then he just takes your cannon and leaves. You're like, <laughs> "What the hell? That was my thing." He's like, "Oh, come on, man. I gotta, I gotta stay ahead." And you're all like, right. Mighty segue, just to trash one jet. You were saying, August? (laughs) But yeah, so Jungle Bounty Hunter, right? Uh, AD Carry. And so that's where the bounty system came from. And as as Jordan iterated on the character, he was like, okay, the bounty system's really good. Let's keep this. What are the best versions of a bounty hunting character? One of them was Cowboy Sniper. One of them was... Yordle on a mount that you feed the mount and the mount gets bigger. One of them was a dragon trainer where you had a pet dragon and you'd feed the dragon and then you could have a crazy dragon at the end. And one of them was death. Yeah. You're running around reaping death, souls. Death comes for you no matter where you yes. are or something like that. And so it ended up being death and the the, the robot sniper bounty hunter, mysterious Wait, guy, where the hell robot come from? Oh, he was just, robot. just adding things. He was totally a robot too. Okay. Um, <laughs> one day we'll release all the concept art done for any <laughs> yeah. and every champion, and people's brains will explode. We we often for new champs uh, while they're getting tested out way early on have really crappy MS Paint uh, like splash art mocked up to do yeah. that. I yes. really want to see it for this character. Oh, I've already posted it on Twitter. Oh, okay. I'm just out yeah. of the loop. Yeah. No, so, no, no. Yeah, it, it, check it out. It's quite good. Uh, yes. The old the old dead eye. The old dead eye. But anyways, so Jin was Icebox at this point. His name, but back then was Deadeye, 
and he got iceboxed and because Kindred took over his spot. But and so when you still, say iceboxed, is that is it, is it dead forever or, icebox or what does means, that mean? Icebox means like here's a cool concept. It's not dead forever. Like we haven't said, no, this is terrible. We'll not make it. We said eh, it was a cool concept. Didn't work out this time. And then a lot of times in ideation, concepts will keep coming up if like they're really, really good. So, for example, Jinx, uh, she was this uh, she was really called Psycho Arsenal and she was iceboxed for a while. There's a long time where she just sure. wasn't being made. We didn't think she could make her work. But then there's a number of people who are just like, but but she's got that crazy look on her face and ranged AD carry with guns that swap weapons. We could do something with that. And so she, she kept coming back. <laughs> Evergreen, yo. And yeah. eventually she showed up. And so the same thing happened with Jin, where it's like, Jin, honestly, like the idea of making a sniper, I've actually been like on and off of that for like three years since sure. I started at Riot. And so when it came time for me to make an AD carry, I was like, well, I'd really love to make a sniper because wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, and then it, who, and who do we have in the old icebox? Yeah, and then it's just like, oh, and, and this old icebox. creepy like, cowboy bandito <laughs> robot face comes up and you yeah. say, I can do something with this. Yeah, and we were like, this okay, cool. This is what I'm looking for. Let's try that out. <laughs> this is my perfection. <laughs> and so, yeah, and so that's that's like how we got to how we got to Jin now. And then, well, not even now. That So he was still like robot cowboy bounty hunter at that point. Oh, uh-huh. mysterious. I forgot that part. And sniper. And robot, of course. Um, <laughs> Still, so, all the all the parts that made him tick. Uh, and so, and then we like basically, he kind of turned into this Ionian virtuoso, this artistic dude, kind of like actually after we deserted it on the passive. Whereas we like we locked down the passive, we were like, okay, four shots. Yeah, and you right. you were saying earlier, right? It's like yeah, who, oh yeah. Who holds the last shot? Probably a guy, you know. Probably a guy with some OCD who like wants to like draw out the death, right? Draw out what he's doing to you. Yeah. He's got to so, really dig what's going on. So, so hit me with the lowdown uh, of, of the kit here because we we know the passive is four shot. I mean, people have seen him. He's he's like out. He's on the PVE basically. Everyone's playing him, but uh, the passive is the four shots. Right? Yeah. Uh, and very curiously, you have the uh, stat conversions here, and we mm-hmm. don't have to go all into like what does what, but essentially no attack speed. I don't even for understand you. it, so please don't. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what's, what's the goal there? No but, attack speed for you. Yeah, the, the essential the essential thing is it is like here's the thing: your attacks hit a lot harder, and shoot a lot slower, and you got to reload. Also, you get movement speed when you crit. That's that's the passive. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then there's some more stuff like your four shot's super powerful, and there's lane conversion. <laughs> you're like, that's <laughs> the, that's it. But it, but then you look at the tooltip, and it like falls to the floor, and you're like, oh god. Right. But uh, but I guess I want to know, like, tell me a little bit more of some of your inspirations personally working on some of these abilities, because you know, uh, we we talked about at the top of the show, individually, mm. you can be like, oh, this one's like this, but different or this one you know what this is like zap but it goes through minions or this is like whatever but when they come together they really do make something beautiful so how where, where did you start after after the passive you had that thing so we had how the passive. Did it all come together yeah the passive was the start it was just like passive was like the core play pattern of the character and then we kind of like built him around around there and so we kind of started with uh the big thing again was going back is like how do we make a character in league who feels like a sniper without having long-range auto-attacks, because that's what Caitlyn is. She she gets that. And so that's where the passive came from, and that's where, the honestly, the ultimate NW came from as well, is it was just this idea of, okay, well, let's make this sniper thing. And it was kind of like this office concept of, well, if your attacks are short-range, that means you don't always have a sniper rifle. So that's why Jin has a pistol most of the time, a hand cannon is what we call it. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, He doesn't always have a sniper rifle. And then the idea for his W and his R is, like, what if he, like, 
attaches pieces to the gun to make it into a sniper rifle. And so the W, he's actually using the barrel of his gun to shoot you with that. And then the ultimate, he actually, like, assembles, like, four different pieces and, like, including his frickin' shoulder. And that's what that hump is, by the way. He's not Quasimodo. Oh. He has a Hextech mass accelerator that uh, he attaches his gun to and shoots him. There's and... a story guy uh, on, on the pod, on the on this champ pod, who is out there dying right now. <laughs> I'm <laughs> He's sorry, like, Odin. Yes! <laughs> But yeah, Hex no. Then mass he, uh, drive accelerator. <laughs> he, he he creates a shoulder-mounted mega cannon, which he uses to shoot you across the map, causing you to die. Yeah, uh, um, scaling with you uh, missing health to ensure the last shot is the most lethal. Don't forget, they also slow. Yeah, they do. It's actually <laughs> I, I have to say that's for me kind of the coolest part of the character and why I know that I'm going to pick him up is uh, when I play AD Carry. Uh, and, and when I think most people play eighty carries out there, you are constantly caught between do I want to fight or do I want to farm? Mm-hmm. And Jin just lets you do both. He's like, <laughs> I can be in a complete other lane. I'm walking by the dragon. A fight breaks out. Oh, no, what what will I do? Well, set up shop. Alt. Yeah. And, and, just and then starts. go get that minion wave. I know. Yeah, yeah. Just and in do fact, both. In fact, kids, if you crit with the fourth shot of the ult, you get movement speed to get to the minions faster. And there it is. Boom. Everything the genius, all at once. <laughs> the virtuoso August Browning himself. All, all I'm yeah. hearing, though, is that he assembles his weapon, and so you've you've made a ranged ribbon. So uh, we all need to run for <laughs> our lives. Uh, but it's interesting. You mentioned, uh, you know, the way you play in ADC. Uh, I approach it from a much simpler perspective. Usually with a champ, I'm getting excited about one thing. I'm a well-known Garen troll, and it's purely because I like to jam a giant sword in people. Uh, phrasing. Uh, the <laughs> okay, Dylan is a father. That's the, yeah. I am a father. Oh, gosh. Somewhere out there, my wife just had a chill, and she's like, gosh, I hate my husband. Uh, anyway, so back to the ADCs. Uh, I'll play Misfortune, and it's because I want to ult people, okay? So with Jin, I'm particularly, I'm a little intimidated, frankly. So I'm, I'm wondering what a... What, what, what's what's your thought process there? Is just this gonna is this just a guy who's gonna have a bit more of a learning curve, or does it actually kind of flow so, together very well when you get when you yes, play him for the first time? Yes and no. Here, here's what I'd say. Jin is a weirdo. Let's let's start with there. He's not your standard eighty carry. In fact, one of the reasons like we like the passive so much is like we kind of wanted to make a guy who doesn't just feel like the standard eighty carry. And I think another one who does this really well is Graves, for example, with the different way he auto attacks with his okay. his, his buckshot. So he's a lot different in that sense. But at the end of the day, like, you are still doing a lot of basic actions that you've learned from other AD carries. So Jin basic attacks. So do the other ones. It's just you only get four. So you're going to have to deal with that. And Jin has a long-range ultimate, like half the AD carries in our game. <laughs> uh, this one's not global, though. Uh, and Jin has a pretty simple Q. And so I'd say, like, the execution difficulty on Jin actually isn't incredibly high. But it's the decision-making difficulty that's really, really, really rough on him, which you're going to have to learn. Okay. Because... Everything you do can be wrong, but it's not just it can be wrong. It can actually just get you killed, like your ultimate. If you use that wrong, like that one time on BoxBox's stream where he ulted someone point blank and they just jumped out of the cone and killed him, yeah, like that's bad. Like you're going to get yourself killed. So correct me if Uh, I'm wrong, but this is actually a little bit of your style as a designer. Because I remember we've talked about Echo. I'm a huge Echo player, mm -hmm. and all of Echo's abilities alone are actually pretty basic. Right. Yeah. The W uh, is it's a little probably, wonky. It's probably but... the hardest to understand, but even the alt, right? It's like, oh, I go back to where I was. Just push the I, button and you I heal have a double stuff. dash. I throw out this boomerang thing. You know, you have these abilities that alone are not intimidating, but in concert, it's like, okay, now go do all of that. Right. Is tough. And then you get to find all these different combinations of how you want to play. 
Um, you know, Nar is another example as well, right? I think I think Jinx is another big one. You have all these moves that when it's like now put them together mm-hmm. is difficult. Is that how you like uh, to make characters? Does it just end up that way? Uh, it tends, like on the character. For example, on Vi, you don't really you put them all together at the same time and then you kill someone with them. Like, yeah, she's but she's a simpler champion. That's she just she is a train. She was like, I was just like, I just gotta make someone who punches people, you know, and then and then we made Vi. five times oh. until they die. Yeah, uh, but uh, <laughs> but on three times, three, three, sure, yeah, sorry. three hit. Five, yeah, five. It I used don't know to what be five. Thinking. That was a terrible design. Yeah, and four. Then it was four. Also terrible. Yeah, three was perfect. Yeah, three uh, was perfection. Three, three is always perfect, but, except with Jin. But but getting back to your question, like. I think, like, that's exactly right. Like, it's, like, that's how I like to design things. I, my argument is that not every skill on a kit has to be, like, super awesome and intense and have all this optimization as long as the kit has optimization. So, like, Jin, if you look at his, like, WR, that's actually pretty simple. Like, snipe people out and use your R on people in log range, right? And if you look at his passive and, like, his Q, it's like, well, that's pretty simple. Q is just, like, do some damage by targeting a guy and passive is range based attacking with a reload, right? But then if you put those together, it's like, wait, I actually have two different kits on my character. I have long-range Jin and short-range auto-attacking Jin. And one of the big things about learning to play Jin is understanding when it is right to be in one of those basically modes, right? Whereas, like, you can choose to just stay completely out of a fight, super safe, and just poke people mm-hmm. down with your W and your R. Or you can, like, be going in and basic attacking, but that puts you at risk. And so this is actually one of the hard parts in this development cycle is shaping his kit in such a way that the transition between long-range gin and short-range gin is actually smooth. Because a lot of times people would just be like, well, I'm actually never want to be long-range because I just want to basic attack people. And other mm. times people were like, my basic attacks kind of suck, but I'll just poke people all game and do nothing else. And so that's like a, a balancing mechanism And there. it sounded like from your farm and fight at the same time example earlier, you know, kind of that true just mastery is is almost potentially being able to do both of those at the same time to some extent, right? Right, exactly. Like, the, the best gins, if they're doing it really well, is they understand, like, here is the part of the fight where I'm going to basically start using my ult, use my W, both of which, like, you know, stun me and, you know, make me a lot more immobile. And then here's the part of the fight where I'm actually, I don't want to ult. Ulting would be bad here, even if it looks like a juicy kill, because I could get more damage from auto-attacking people, and I can do it safely. Yeah, I've seen uh, playtests where people will use Jin's curtain call, the ultimate, you know, you set it all up, and they'll score a kill with it like down the lane uh, in a massive team fight and their team actually ends up losing because Jin is all the way the hell back at his turret and he's not anywhere where where he can do this consistent damage as soon as he's done and so <laughs> exactly. and so you know it may seem like a good decision to be like oh well, I'll just snipe this guy out when in reality you should have maybe never pressed that button okay yeah. So yep. Bard of ADCs going to alternatively just have some beautiful... Ooh, is that it? Is Jin the Bard of ADCs? <laughs> <laughs> some beautiful stuff and some some tear-my-hair-out stuff from uh, from the Jins on my team. I, I doubt he's the Bard of ADCs. Like, he's still... I think I think one thing about Bard is... let's Bard is unknowable. It's, yeah. it's hard to know what, what a Bard really does. Or, or what a Bard is going to do. You yes. just look at your teammate and say, I hope you help me. Well, hope. And he doesn't help you. He just sits there and honks at you yeah. the whole time. Yeah, he, he's questionably <laughs> useful. <laughs> Which is brilliant about his design because, like, that's what his character is. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, I showed up to, to save the island. No, no, I'm not saving the island. I'm yeah. just. I'm questionably. I'm just here. <laughs> I'm just here, guys. Yeah, I, uh, I love it. So uh, so before we uh, wrap up, I want to know, um, are, are there any fun uh, 
almost abilities that, that didn't make it on Jin that, that were really wacky or, or any stories like that? Almost abilities. So there's one that Jordan had actually back when Jin was almost kindred. And Jordan is summoner uh, name? Jordan uh, Rat Rex. Gotcha. Yes. Kindred he had, and Brown. Okay. He had basically, it was basically like marked for death or whatever. And what it was is it was his ultimate. And if anybody on the map, on the enemy team, anyone, got below 15% health, they were immediately pinged on the map to Jin. Or a kindred, as it was at the time. Deadeye. Uh, Deadeye, yes, Deadeye. They were pinged on the map to Deadeye, and Deadeye got the chance to shoot a global missile that passed through anything except that target. And he got one shot, and if he if he hit that guy with that missile, that guy died no matter what. Didn't matter what was on him. If he Janet was Shields, Kale Alt, Tom Kench, W. Actually, you can't hit that guy because that's untargetable, but like. Basically, so that that wouldn't have worked. But yeah. anything else, that guy dies, and then we had a bunch of like big blood and explosion Did it particles. Home, or was it? No, alive? no, it was just a global skill shot, and it was just. Think of it as an incredibly thin Lux alt. Like it's wow. There, there is a brief windup, and then the entire line, a bullet goes through. I yep. think that would lead to some of the best and worst feelings. Yeah, no, it was. There was definitely some questionable stuff about it, but <laughs> but the idea of just like, oh, if anyone ever gets low, I'm just like called out to snipe that guy, yeah. and then you go try like that. That was pretty cool. Uh, another version of his ultimate, he actually he he couldn't change where he was shooting. He mm -hmm. but instead he'd get down and he'd channel and he'd line up a shot and look down a line, and it would show his allies a laser sight of where he was looking. You could think think of it like a Velkazar. And then his allies would try to, like, get people into that line so he could take the shot and hit all of them, which is pretty cool. That sounds that sounds cool, but, but real tough to manage. Yeah. There was also the one that, that I think, um, and correct me, I swear, if these are real mechanics on his kit currently, I'm going to feel really <laughs> dumb. But, um, this, this was one of my favorite versions of the alt was... Uh, your first three crits, or your first three shots could not kill. Oh yeah, no, I remember they, they that. were non-lethal, no matter what. They could yeah. only get you to, to one health. Oh yeah, so the first uh, three shots would not only that, but they would cripple you. And when I say cripple, I don't mean oh you're slowed. I mean oh you're slowed, and your attack speed is slowed, and your armor and magic resist are all gone, and wow. uh, you don't do any damage. Okay. And so if you got hit by one of those shots, you wouldn't be dead, but you'd be useless. Yeah. And um, then the the final shot in this case. Uh, that one could kill, and if it did kill, the person would just explode, and you could die to that explosion. Yes, yes. So it basically, it's like I kill you with your ally. Whoa. Yep. You're a messed up, dude. Yeah. Well, no, oh, Jin. Jin's messed get in the up. It's all Jin, right? You're not. Man. <laughs> you're, you're not. You're not. Well, and, <laughs> wrong. and so uh, to take that serious, uh, I think you had touched on this a little bit earlier. I, you've even spoken to me a little bit about how really there are kind of two ends of the champ design spectrum where you can be you can approach things from a, a very thematic perspective and then alternatively trying to create a perfect mechanical experience. Mm -hmm. uh, and I believe you've mentioned that, that you approach things much more from the thematic end. Yes. OK. Um, what a. What are your thoughts on that just kind of in general at, at, at Riot? It's intriguing to me that we can actually have essentially different schools of champ design here at the company. So what I think is amazing about the League of Legends roster is how eclectic it is. Like, there is a champion for most everyone in our roster somewhere, yeah. right? And so I think that's really cool is just like, okay, well, we have Yasuos for people who really like this high skill experience, and we have Garens for people who like bashing their heads on their E-key. 
Um, You're not wrong, friend. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, Garen is, like, so fun. I love him. I, yeah, I uh, love him so much. But we basically have all these different types of champions from thematics and skill expressions and mechanics and all that stuff. And, like, that's the really cool part. So for me, it's like I'd be sad if there was only one school of design at Riot because if there was only one school of design for champions, we'd have, like, ten Yasuos, right? And one Yasuo is amazing, but I'd rather have, like, a Yasuo and a Brahm and a Syndra and a Kindred and, like, all these different characters that are designed differently. And so that's like the really cool part about different designers. It's just like, I'll, I'll be honest, like I could never design a Yasuo or a Thresh. At least I shouldn't say never. I just right now I'm I just I'm not that good at it. But mm-hmm. oh my god, those characters are so amazing. And then like, but at this on the flip side, if you like go thematics focused, you can go up with something like Jinx, who's like really like exciting from just a thematic end. And like, is her gameplay like as new and interesting and revolutionary as like a super mechanics focused champion like Kindred? Probably not. But like. She really like hits home on that like crazy girl fantasy, which like I think a lot of people want to play. Yeah, so. I I think Nar Nar is my favorite example of this of the characters you've released where you know a three year old with a temper tantrum, right? Like in a kit, there it is. <laughs> it and does you know, that. You have the Goomba jump, his little hop, right? Where he's <laughs> like, Goomba you know, guy. He, he's the annoying little kid that's hyper hyperactive. Right. Yeah. And then uh, he gets too pissed off and starts throwing his toys around and, and all of you with him. And, and I think, you know, uh, you can break down every ability like we were talking earlier. You could be like, oh, well, he's like Thresh Flay, but in a dirt giant AoE or whatever, right? <laughs> but it, but that's not what it's about, right? It's about saying when I play NAR, when I'm someone that likes to self-identify as a NAR main, are the feelings that I want to have in-game really on display? And I and I think they are. So so that's why I'm excited for Jin is, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, things are going to get real weird on Summoner's Rift right after Jin comes out. There's going to be double Jin's, in the wrong direction. Uh, ult back into direction. your base, <laughs> you know, a lot of music playing, uh, a lot of mask people talking. But uh, On that note, what are you most excited for when, uh, when, when all the players out there are able to get their hands on them? I think I'm most excited for just the experience of playing with and against a Jin on your team. I think, like, the range at which he operates is so different compared to most AD carries that, like, people are just going to have a lot of new ways to just, like, to, to experience, like, oh, wow, I'm a mid laner and Jin's in the river. Well, that means I can actually fight this guy because Jin's going to root him for me, which is pretty cool. I got you. Um, Those transformative experience champions are, are yeah, always pretty yeah. fun, even if they're stomping on you. Um, well, getting stomped <laughs> is always... Mm. I'm just saying, I'm getting stomped in a different way. Yeah, I but then appreciate it. Yeah, but then that flip side, you know, you just play Rengar against him, and totally, <laughs> totally fair. Uh, but yeah, so I, I'm just looking forward to just like I think Jin is a new way to experience AD carry, both like playing as and playing like with one with one on, with one on your team. And gotcha. so I'm I'm looking forward to see how players players feel about that. What are you worried about? What uh you know things we got to keep an eye on? Thing you know that tune particularly. <sighs> Well, one thing I'm worried about is late game because he gets a lot of AD, mm-hmm. and I think that's good, but, but he gets a lot of AD. <laughs> like, he gets a lot, a lot, a lot of AD. So On watch, okay. Uh, so uh, just, like, generally just how much damage his attacks are doing is, is, is th- something to watch out for. He should do a lot of damage with his attacks, but, like, he should, like, you know, not just kill everybody always forever. Uh, and then the other thing is just, like, since he does function on these in- at these insane ranges... We've had problems um, in testing where it's just like, even though Jin is 0-7, and seven, his team's still winning because he's rooting people for that Aurelia on his team who's fed top. And so hmm. kind of worried about like, oh, if Jin is winning, even if Jin is losing, his team is still winning as long as he can root for people. Interesting. And so like kind of like looking at that, making sure like you can get advantages on the guy and get him out of the game. 
Okay. Well, he's still definitely on PB for a while, so I'm uh, going to be keeping an eye on that stuff and post live as well, I imagine. Oh, oh there's so many videos of people <laughs> uh, of people playing. Yes. One, it was Darius when he uses curtain call, and each shot is the lasers from Star Wars. <laughs> it sounds like the, It was hilarious. I, I, I think there are going to be a lot of potential videos. Uh, oh, yeah. Of of all the fun and wacky, this guy's uh, made for highlights, both yeah. terrible and uh, yeah, and highlight perfect. real champion for sure. Gotcha. All right. Well, I think that's it for today. I wanted to thank you for coming out and talking to us, August. I know cool. you are super busy. What with this guy on PBE and uh, this, uh, uh, he'll totally go fix be the bugs. Free. Don't worry about it. <laughs> all those they're, bugs. They're definitely shout won't. out to that guy out there who's just mashing the key over and over. Yeah. Uh, August, <laughs> there appears to be an issue on the ninety third key press of yeah. E. See, the problem with that that bug is that I can't repro it myself because I can't get mashed the key fast enough. <laughs> yeah. And so whenever I check it a fix to it, I'm like, hope this works. How do I fix this? Get better at League of Legends. <laughs> That's no. how you fix it. Raise that APM, yo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Shout out to the vendors out there, the Unsung Heroes, and to you listeners out there. want to thank you guys all for tuning in, as always, to uh, support us through this. Uh, make sure you're rating us, commenting, letting us know what we suck, what we're tolerable, tolerable at, all that stuff. We want to get better for you guys. Uh, August, we'll let you go. Patrick, thanks for coming. Yeah. And yeah, thanks, we will guys. see you guys on the next podcast. Dude, I'm so, I'm so pissed though. I meant to I meant to start it off and be like, okay, before we get going, Patrick has actually been telling incredibly shitty jokes. I'm gonna require that you say one. <laughs> and just I'll, see I'm which sure one you pull out. I'm sure you can sneak out. in a gin and tonic Please. or a gin and juice. God, <sighs> I really liked cauliflower actually. Yeah, dude, a that cauliflower was, that was really awful. That's one of those that uh, I when I thought of it, I knew that the moment I told that joke, other people were gonna steal that joke. But it was worth it to be out there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's, you know, all jokes, good I all jokes have world. a progenitor. <laughs> August, can you hear my best my best dad joke? Please no. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's. I think Chris Tom told this to me, but it's one of my favorites. It's a, uh, two fungi are sitting in a closet. One turns to the other and says, "You know, there's not much room in here." Oh my god. I don't get it. I hate you. Mushroom fungi. Oh. It's ah! <laughs> terrible. Sean, you there? <laughs> okay. All right. God. Take all that shame and disgust oh. and hit us with a segue. I gotta gotta get that out. Mm.